Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're listening to Blue Jays Nation Radio with Cam Lewis and Tyler Uremchuk, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Episode 118 of Blue Jays Nation Radio coming to you just moments after the Jays drop game one of the wild card series against the Seattle Mariners. Vibes not good. 24 hours ago, the vibes were very high. And here we are now in an alternate universe in which the Blue Jays lost 4 nothing. And the Alec Manoa started game one against the Seattle Mariners that we were all talking about as an automatic guaranteed win. I'm not saying all of us, everyone talking about the Blue Jays, but you and I... We felt very, very good. I don't think either oh, of yeah. us. I don't think either of us thought it was conceivable that Alec Manoa would have a rough time in the start. And and honestly, like he got it back on the rails to some extent. Um, we'll get into this whole game as always. The pod is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. Ding dong, you score when the Blue Jays score. The day after the Jays score five or more runs in a playoff win, you get $5 off at Alec Manoa's favorite restaurants on DoorDash. The next day, offer ends when the next game starts. Use promo code 5Js to redeem it. Uh, Coombsy, I mean, let's hope that they score five and everyone's enjoying a nice DoorDash promo code on Sunday. But we need to break down game one, and it did not go their way. And pretty much right from the jump, it didn't go their way. Alec Manoa gets Julio Rodriguez down to two strikes, and he promptly hits him. And from there, it was just bad after bad after bad after bad. And Manoa, I mean, (laughs) crawls out of the first inning. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was, is from kind of moment one, it looked like, you know, he had Julio Julio Rodriguez on the ropes. Looked like, okay, we can get the first batter out. This is going to be fine. Fives are going to be good. Going to strike out J-Rod. Crowd's going to get into it. Exactly. And then it just, all of a sudden, it just disappeared so quickly. And it was such a close one, too. It's not like he threw this hilariously wild pitch where the fastball, there was no command and it drills him in the ass. It was, oh no, it just escaped from me a little bit and went up, hit Julio Rodriguez in the hand and he gets to go to first base. Next guy, Ty France, he gets to ground out, but then Eugenio Suarez hits the double and it was just clear after that. The nerves were very high. Alec Manoa was shook. He lost it for a bit there. He did, yeah. And he gave up the two-run bomb and then we saw him struggle with the strike zone. Uh, To Manoa's credit, after that, it was good. Like, again, if you take out the first inning, it's four and two-thirds with only one earned run. But it's just, I think you're right. The nerves definitely appeared to have got to him or he got a little rattled after the f- first two base runners. You kind of wonder, and it, it's, it's, it's never really necessarily the best thing to do with baseball playing the what-if game, given the margins are so yeah. thin and it's a game of centimeters, really. Um, <laughs> it's hard not to look back and wonder, what if... 
that pitch to Rodriguez was a little lower, a little more inside, and it didn't hit him because it really does feel like, you know, Alec Manoa, I think he led Major League Baseball in, in hit batters this year. It's kind of the one of the one areas where he struggles. And yeah. it, you kind of wonder if that got in his head a bit and he was then either trying to throw it too hard or trying to aim the ball, whatever it was. But that really seemed to shake him. Yeah, it uh, it really did. And then the other thing that was frustrating about this ball game, because um, again, like Manoa settled in. If the Jays could have gotten the bats going at any point, they would have been back in this game. Like it's not like that first inning totally crippled them. It's not like that first inning is really even the reason they lost because they had some rallies. The frustrating part is that every rally came with two outs where again, the margin of error was so thin in those like, okay, Merrifield bloops one in and then Springer gets on with a little chop hit and you're thinking, okay, you got Bo and Vlad coming up here. You were only down, I think by three at that point. And it's like, giddy up, here we go. A little rally to get the guys back in it. Nothing happens. Yeah, I mean, you can't sit there and be like, oh, the Jays went down 3 nothing in the first inning. The game's over, given they scored 4.78 runs per game. It's yeah. not, you know, it's not game over as soon as down by three. This is a lineup that can score. But, man, Luis Castillo put so together good. one of the more dominant pitching performances I've seen against the Jays, probably not just this year, but in quite some time. Like, that was a master class. He was, every time he got himself into any amount of trouble, and when he did get into trouble, it was because of a, a bloop and a squib. It was, a, you know, Whitmere for a little No little hard single. contact. No hard contact at all. Nobody was barreling up on the ball. Like, they weren't drawing walks. Like, it was, the only way you're getting on is by hitting a little leaker. Like, it was just a master class. And then when they did have their chances, both Bo and Vlad came to the plate, and they had chances to drive in runs, and they couldn't because Luis mm-hmm. Casillo just stepped up and was dominant. And the other thing that was telling of just how nasty his stuff was, the combination, like the Jays were missing swings everywhere. Like if Castillo was just getting them with one pitch and it was like constantly like sinker low or like slider away and the Jays just couldn't adapt or couldn't adjust, that'd be one thing. But it was like hard sinker inside, slider outside. And then it was just hard sinkers down the middle that the Jays just weren't touching. Like pitches where you'd look at where they'd end up in the zone and you'd be like, how are you not hammering that? That, But I don't even fault the Jays because Castillo was just so deceptive. His stuff was nasty. And I will say, and this has been pointed out many a times on Twitter, it's going to be the whole narrative today. And it will be the narrative in the offseason if the Jays do wind up losing the series knock on wood that doesn't happen. I don't think they're out just yet. But the point I'm getting to is Luis Castillo, of course, was a trade deadline pickup by Seattle. He was a guy that there was uh, talk that the Jays had been kicking tires on. Yeah. This was back in the wintertime, too. Uh, when there was when when they before they had yep. still signed Yusei Kikuchi and before they had traded for Matt Chapman, this was talk at the trade deadline as well. But Seattle wound up spending three top five prospects to acquire Castillo, and he put together an excellent start. And I mean, people are spazzing out now. Oh, the Jays they should have gone all in and acquired this guy at the trade deadline. And <laughs> unfortunately, right now that uh, that is the difference. But I don't think you really necessarily know that at the deadline. Like this easily easily could have yeah. gone a different way. I mean, he hasn't been necessarily perfect since arriving in Seattle, but. Hey, their big move worked out for them. Yeah, it absolutely did. He goes seven and a third, only allows six hits. And again, basically none of them were hard contact, strikes out five. And the wild part about this Mariners team is they go from Castillo, who's (laughs) touching triple digits, and then they bring in Munoz, and he's throwing, what, 103? That was just insane. Um, I I didn't expect, like, that's the thing is we've only seen Seattle a handful of times this year. We're not, we've heard their bullpen's good, but you don't really, you don't know them that well. Mm. It's not the Yankees or the Sox or the Orioles or the Rays, a team we see all the time. We don't recognize these names like you would recognize a Felix Bautista, but then 
Seattle has like three or four of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the other thing that has me feeling a little down right now is the Jays struggled to hit really good pitching. And I look at what Seattle's going to be able to do with Ray and then Logan Gilbert and then also the stable of arms they have. And I kind of sit there and go, well, the Jays have to hit good pitching here. And we said yesterday on the pre pre-series podcast that, hey, you know, if the Jays are going to win, their bats are going to have to stay red hot. Today, they certainly were not red hot. Are you at all nervous? Like, I'm a little nervous. They're not going to turn this thing around tomorrow, are you? No, I guess. I, I mean, it's not over till it's over, and this is the Jays we're talking about here. And if anyone's paid any attention to this team this season, if anybody had tuned in for the whole thing, then you would know that this series, and if they go on a playoff run, the whole thing was not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we talked ourselves into, oh, yeah, they're going to win game one. Ah, maybe they just win game two and it's over. But the whole season's been a weird roller coaster ride. If they're going to beat Seattle, it's going to be it's going to be a weird ride. It's going to be stressful. It's going to be up and down. Like, think back to 2015. They went down 2 nothing to Texas in a five-game series and came back. Like, it's far yeah. from over. It's a, it's a best of three. And, you know, Seattle's sending out Robbie Ray, who we remember as being the Cy Young winner of last year. But in his last five starts in September, when the Mariners were pushing hard for home field, clinch a playoff spot for the first time in forever. He loses five consecutive starts and puts up a 5-2-7 ERA. Wow. We also watched Robbie Ray get lit up in the most important game of the season last year against the Yankees. It's not an automatic. Well, we saw with Manoa today, nothing's an automatic. The dude had a point. The guy gave up more runs in the first inning today than he did in (laughs) any one of his September starts. In in all of his September starts combined, I would imagine. Like, it's you can't predict baseball. And, I mean, you're looking at it right now. Seattle's got last year's Cy Young Award winner and one of the best young pitchers in baseball going for two and three. But, hey, the Jays have... Kevin Gosman, and they also have Ross Stripling, who's been weirdly yeah. good this year and also is eyeing down a huge payday this offseason, and he's ready to put together a huge fucking start. So this thing's far from over. Uh, just a couple of notes as John Schneider takes to the podium while we're doing this podcast live. Uh, x-rays on George Springer's hand are negative. Kevin Gosman will get the start tomorrow in game two. That is without a doubt the right call. You yeah. don't try to do any cutesy kind of, no. oh, go with stripling. Maybe we'll save Gosman for game three. Get your best arm out there in the elimination game, right? Yeah, you got to go with the best you have right now. I mean, I think that was kind of their play. Probably their plan anyways, win or lose. I think they're bluffing. I think the plan was always, we'll see what the elimination game is. Had they won game one, maybe they save Gosman for game three. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's not the situation we're in. So you're in do or die mode right now. The next Mm -hmm. best arm you have is Kevin Gosman. So Kevin Gosman starts. Yep, 100%. I, I also will be wildly intrigued tomorrow to see if this game is tight down the stretch, how they use Jordan Romano. Because we really don't have much insight. Like, as much as the Jays played big games down the stretch, they truly didn't have a do-or-die game down the stretch. So what kind of mindset does John Schneider have coming into this? Is he going to be the guy who goes, it's tied in the seventh? I'm I'm going to my guy. I'm going Romano for six or something like that. Like, I'm very intrigued to see if he's going to do something that's maybe a little bit out of left field. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about when it comes to the pitchers they have available because Tim Meza pitched today. Jimmy Only through, like, seven pitches. Yeah, Meza has a quick inning. Um, Jimmy Garcia comes in, gets one guy out. Zach Pop, Trevor Richards, Simber. So, like... You have a fresh Romano. They also have, they brought Yusei Kikuchi on the roster. I wasn't expecting that necessarily. Jose Barrios is there as well. I mean, do those guys factor in perhaps tomorrow's balls to the wall and they have to win? So, yeah, who knows? Like, we, we, we have not seen them anywhere close to a situation like this. There has been nothing close to do or die for the Jays this year. Nope. And here we are now. So it'll be really interesting to see how they respond. I actually think the Jays are better when they're in a do-or-die spot than they are when they have hype. 
it always seems when the Blue Jays have hype or they're reading their press clippings and they think highly of themselves and they're the team to beat, that that's when they struggle and it's when they have to prove everyone wrong is when they're best. They're almost not good when they're cocky. Yeah, exactly. They have to be backs up against the walls with something to prove, desperately being like, okay, fuck, we can't get swept by the Mariners at home. This isn't the movie. This is not the movie. This is not not the movie they were talking about. You know, this is the drama before the climax. Yeah. You talked about uh, the playoff roster. It does not feature Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who's out battling the hamstring issue, but it does feature Santiago Espinal, although he did not play in this game. Robbie Ray gets the start tomorrow. He is a left-handed pitcher. Are you changing up the lineup at all? Are you getting Tapia out of there and avoiding the lefty on lefty? You can go Merrifield to the outfield and put Espinal in this lineup, and I think I would. Yeah, that's probably the move. I think you you do Merrifield in the outfield. You can probably move Teoscar to left, Merrifield to right. I think Merrifield's probably the better fielder. And then it's Espinal at second. You have phenomenal infield defense. I don't think Whit Merrifield's a slouch at second, but yeah. Espinal's better. So you have that, and then Tappy is your guy off the bench. He can either run, he can come in, uh, face a righty. You know, that's a good problem to have. So that's probably the move against Robbie Ray. Yeah. I would agree, and you have Tapia coming in off the bench if you need him at some point or you want to get a lefty bat in this thing, but I I, I believe going with an all-righty lineup against Robbie Ray is the way to do it. Robbie Ray, in his last seven starts, has a 3.57 ERA, but it is worth noting that the worst of those starts was his last one out. Yeah, he was in, uh, this is what I said, is it was just like last year. Seattle was in a spot where, you know, they had some must-win games against Oakland, a very beatable team, and Robbie Ray puts up five and two-thirds innings, five earned runs. It's very similar to what we saw last year when he went up against the Yankees at Rogers Center. And he's, again, I'm going to say it again, Robbie Ray is a great pitcher, but he's not a guarantee. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't, he's not a guy who has the reputation of being a big game arm, right? Um, and I mean, maybe you could say that same thing, I suppose, about Kevin Gosman. It is a funny matchup, though, right? It Robbie is. Ray is pitching for the other guys. Kevin Gosman, who they signed instead, is yep. this is this is this is one of those things that you're like, if you're if you're just dreaming in January yeah. or February or whatever, you're like, oh, this would be a funny narrative thing to happen. Yeah, um, one guy who I was happy with today from the Jays was Matt Chapman. He made a couple of nice plays at third base, and he got on with a single and then ripped a double in the ninth inning as well. Um, you want to talk about you know offseason acquisitions that came through or at least did their job. Matt Chapman certainly did that. Um, it's just a shame that literally everyone around him, Hernandez in front of him, Tapia behind him, both went 0 for 4. Chapman, I thought was fine. That was my point. Like I'm just trying to pull some positive from this, and it's that Chapman got a couple of hits and played good defense and did his job. We are a good vibes only podcast, and we're looking for positives. Uh, if we're digging for positives, hey, uh, Trevor Richards was generating a lot of swing and miss stuff. That's what you like to see. I saw the tweet from Chris Black. Um, this is the first time in Alec Manoa's career that he did not get one whiff on a fastball. Like it's just. It's so, it's so annoying, man. Like, when you have to read these stats about, like, Castillo is the first Mariner to throw seven innings of shutout ball in a playoff game ever. Yeah. And, you know, this is, like, the worst Alec Manoa's fastball has ever been in his major league career. And it's like, fuck, we not just have one nice thing. Like, Jesus. Hey, it's important to remember, look, like, the Mariners have never done anything in the playoffs. They're a very cursed franchise. If, yeah. if the Seattle Mariners were going to do their thing, it would be to win game one and then poop their pants afterwards. That would be the thing to do for the Seattle Mariners. This is interesting because I'm feeling very down in the dumps and you're like oddly optimistic. Weirdly optimistic. I should be really angry right now. I did say I had I had some very dramatic things to say yesterday when we were talking. I said if the Jays don't win game one, I will 
redacted. And I said the same thing this morning, but I'm actually feeling pretty mellow. I don't feel terrible about, I, I, I really have told myself that they'll do better without expectations. Fair we'll enough. see if I'm right. Manoa threw 80 pitches tonight. So, uh, Five and two-thirds. Bring him out of the pen tomorrow, eh? Here we go. Well, not tomorrow, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. On Sunday. Maybe he gets a chance to redeem himself, comes in for the save or something. Can something, you imagine something game fun. three? They, I, I could see them just because they did pull him at 80. Like, I could see Schneider saying that in the media, being like, he's available. He's available. Just to, like, have that out there and have that, that as a little buzz thing. But there's no way you'd ever use him on one day's rest, even if it's for, like, an inning out no, of the bullpen. That would be That'd be a generally poor idea. Um, do you think we see Jose Barrios at all in this series? Um, That's a good question. I mean... Part of me thinks if we do, things have gone wrong. So I, I hope we don't. Yeah, um, that's probably a good way to view it. The best way tomorrow would go is like... Six, seven Gosman innings? Seven and a third Gosman, five outs from Romano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can use like a Tim Mesa in the middle there, sure. And then it's just nice and simple and easy. Or like the Jays win 12-2. <laughs> yeah, or that. Sure. Um, it'd be great if they can just beat the wheels off of them and we can get yeah. a game three out of this thing. Uh, a couple of quotes coming in. Uh, our friend Adam Lascaris is out on the beat. Uh, Manoa quote, we've got Gosman going tomorrow and strip on Sunday. All hands on deck, game three. And Manoa also said was asked what he expects from Robbie Ray tomorrow, and Manoa simply said, I expect us to come out swinging, also adding that he wasn't good enough in this game. So, um, yeah, generally not a great afternoon. Didn't get any sort of a nice playoff moment, nothing that really fired you up. The Jays just kind of came and went seemingly without much of a fight, and that's just the most frustrating part for me is we get so jacked up for playoff baseball, haven't been excited for a Jays playoff game since 2016, and they kind of just lay that egg. That's why I'm just feeling so down as I was probably did it to myself by getting so excited about the start of this thing, but damn. That is baseball. That's uh, Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's designed to do that to you. It's yeah. You know, they've ridden him with so much momentum, and then but that is the sport. That is the sport. Um, I really don't even think, like, we wanted to do a full pod today, but, um, oh, we could talk about the other series, I guess. Uh, the Cleveland-Tampa <laughs> Bay series went literally exactly how we expected it to. At least that's exactly how that game... It was so boring. It was boring as hell. The pitchers were both great. There were two home runs, and that was all of the runs that were scored in the entire game. That was a dud of a ball game and exactly what I expected. Yeah, and then meanwhile, Philadelphia and St. Louis was kind of what I accepted or expected, but in reverse. I was just like, okay, like we saw the Phillies earlier this month, and they were kind of a gong show, so yeah. they would most certainly blow a lead. Meanwhile, it was St. Louis with their closer who's allowed like four runs this entire season goes ahead and completely craps his pants, and the Phillies put up six runs in the ninth inning. Yeah. So it was Reese Hoskins who comes out, strikes out swinging to start at the top of the ninth, and you're like, okay, Phil's probably done here. Ramuto singles, Harper walks, Castellanos walks, and it's a hit-by-pitch. They yank the closer. Segura singles on just an absolute chopper. Like, no reason that ball should get through, but that's playoff baseball. Then it was a fielder's choice that scores a run, a single, a sack fly, and then uh, Hoskins started and ended the inning by striking out. Um, but the Phillies stun the Cardinals in St. Louis with a 6-3 win. Then we got Padres-Mets going in about 30 minutes here. Um, you said Jays in three, so your prediction is still alive. My prediction and what I bet the most heavily over with our friends at Points Bet Canada was uh, Blue Jays to sweep this series. So I'll be looking to redeem myself tomorrow with maybe a nice little Kevin Gosman prop or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, must win tomorrow. Back against the wall. It's simple as that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean... We all 
It wasn't going to be easy, and you mentioned it. Wasn't it wasn't like, going to be easy. They That's were down 2 nothing to Texas in 2015 or whatever, right? Like, or 2016. They, it was 2015. They was, were yeah. down to Texas 2 yeah, nothing. sorry. Yeah. yeah, they swept Texas the mm-hmm. next year. Um, they were down 2 nothing in Texas that year, and we were down in the dumps after those two games, and they found a way to turn it around. So there's not a long ways to go because, again, if this was a best of five and you lose game one, like you'd be feeling pressure heading into game two, obviously, and we'd be treating it like a must win, but it wouldn't. But it's pretty crazy that it is like quite literally already a must win 21, 20 and a half hours from now. Yeah, I mean, then that's, again, I'm going to say it for like the 10th fucking time. It's baseball. It's, uh, we, we came into this expecting Alec Manoa was going to dominate. He didn't. Somebody else did. The Seattle Mariners put together a good game one. Now here the Jays are backs up against the walls, and we're going to see whether they can handle it or not. They, I mean, this has been the thing all year. People have been, oh, geez, they're, they're not this, they're not that. They can't handle the big moment. I guess we shall see. Do they do it, and who's the hero? <laughs> uh... I don't know. I, I, I still feel like it's going to be somebody weird, somebody unexpected. It's going to be somebody under the radio, like a, like a Biggio, somebody that we've crapped on all year. I think that would be funny. Yeah, Zimmer's not on the roster. I thought he was going to have a big moment. Maybe so. it's Espinal getting in the lineup. Yeah, Espinal could be the one. I, I really do think we're poised for a big Vladdy moment here. It would be unfortunate yep. if we didn't get one. Yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say the Jays do it. They win in three because I am eternally the optimist. You are <laughs> feeling optimistic, though, so I'll give you that. I, I was expecting you to come in here and be no. like, they're down, they're down, they blew it, it's over. Um, but Coombs, he's optimistic. I am going to find the light after having a couple of beers. And uh, I'm going to say the Jays do it in three with Vladdy hitting two days. In the next two games. How about that for a prediction? That makes sense. Can I get the juice going a little bit? Yeah, Come exactly. On. There we go. We're a good vibes only podcast. That's what we are. That's what we do. All right. It's a uh, quick post game podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Shout out to our friends at DoorDash. Ding dong. Uh, just a reminder if the Jays score five runs or more in a playoff win, you get $5 off Alec Manoa's favorite restaurants on DoorDash the next day. Offer ends when the next game starts. Use the promo code 5Js to redeem. Let's hope you do that on Sunday. Let's hope this is not the last time we are breaking down the Toronto Blue Jays this season. Because I mean, we'll have our off-season podcast. But you yeah, know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Hopefully, we, we want to talk about more series. We want to do another series. That's preview. what we want. We do. do. All right, Coombsy. Enjoy Game Two. Enjoy Game Three. And uh, hopefully, we chat soon. Hopefully, best wishes. Thanks for tuning in to Blue Jays Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.